Hello, welcome back to Jumble, episode 69. couple housekeeping things before we get into this. If you listened to the last episode, you kind of know what you're in store for. It's, you know, each week of the NBA. Today's going to be covering week one. Um, just a few housekeeping things. First thing to note, this episode will probably not be the same as future episodes. The way that I plan to do it in the future is you know, watch the Tuesday games Tuesday or Wednesday morning if I need to catch up. Then Wednesday I'll take some notes about each of those games and then, you know, I'll take notes about Wednesday's game Thursday and do it day by day. You know, so I'm, I'm doing it as I'm watching them or right after I watch them. Um, as opposed to today, I just decided that this is what I was wanting to do yesterday, so I had to go back to last Tuesday and kind of try to jog my memory and remember things and write things down from old games. So, you know, this week was a little more difficult. In the future, it'll be more smooth and concise to the point. As opposed to today, there might be a lot of bouncing around. It may take a little longer because I might have to jog my memory of certain things. Um, And thing B to note is that some teams, and I've said this before and I've said it again, but I, again, I always feel like it's worth noting, some teams are going to get more time than others. You know, I, I like... When I go and I talk about Boston, you know, there's things to be said. When I go to talk about the San Antonio Spurs, like, you know, it, you know, it's just not necessary. Um, I will, this week, again, like I said, I've already noted, this is going to be different, so don't base this episode too much of what the future is going to look like. I would consider this episode to be like a rough draft of a final paper. Then week two, next week, you'll get more of an idea of what that final paper is going to look like. But, um, you know, there's going to be some games, there's going to be some games that get a lot of attention. There's going to be some games that get a little attention. There's going to be some games that get somewhere in between. And the thing to note is that there is going to be times that games get no attention. When Utah plays San Antonio, I'm probably not going to talk about it. And like, if your favorite team is San Antonio, if your favorite team is Utah, I'm sorry generally speaking, I am going to try to make an effort to talk about every team at least once per episode because, you know, you you might come here just to hear me talk about the Spurs or hear me talk about the Jazz or one of these other teams that suck. Heck, you know, the Hornets are going to get as much time as anybody. They're horrible, and that's because I'm a fan of them. So each team I will try to give some attention to, but no, there will be times, you know, if you're wanting to, you know, hear about the Wizards game when they played the Kings – you might have to, you know, let me know. I've got a Twitter set up for this. It's j- at Jumble Podcast. That's all it is. So you can, you know, you can tweet me and say, "Hey, this is a game that I specifically want to hear about." And if you do that, nine times out of ten, I will make sure to talk about that game. So that being said, housekeeping being taken care of, let's jump into week one of the NBA. Um, awesome to have it back. I think we're all really excited. At least I hope so because I'm excited. Um, and the first thing we get to see is the Warriors and the Lakers. One of the first things to note about this game is it's a little bit unfair that the Lakers got the first game of the year and got that primetime slot. And I get it. They got LeBron. I mean, you know, they have Anthony Davis too, and you can say all these other things about these other players. But ultimately that game, the reason they get that spot comes down to the fact that they have LeBron and LeBron versus Steph Curry and LeBron is LeBron. And I get it. He's kind of earned that right. But there, there could have been better primetime game. Like we, we, we could have, the Warriors could have played 
the Grizzlies. That would have been sweet, although they play on Christmas, so I guess I understand why that's not set up that way. Um, they could have rematched the Celtics. There's the Philly would have been decent. The Bucks, I think, would have been a great game. But or the Clippers, I would have loved to have seen. But um, you know, they they got the Lakers. But um, we won't complain about it. Of course, if you didn't know, the Warriors win this game, one twenty three, one hundred nine. Some of the things to note about this game, um, firstly, the Lakers suck. I know it's only one game, and I do expect them to improve at least a little bit. I'm not saying they're going to make a playoff push or a playoff run or do this or that. I'm just saying they're going to look better than they looked in game one because game one was an atrocity. Um, I saw a quote, I think it was on I think it was on Twitter. Somebody said, if there was a book called LeBron Team for Dummies, the first page would say, get him shooters. And, you know, it's a testament to Rob Poenka, who, you know, people, there's a lot of people calling for him to be fired and say he's a moron and all this. And don't get me wrong, I get it. But I've listened to Rob talk before, and he doesn't seem to be an idiot, but he's done a very stupid thing, and I don't really understand why. You know, everybody and their mother knows Russell Westbrook can't shoot the ball, and they brought Westbrook in anyways, and I don't really understand why. Um, well, I guess it was just to try to get that big three, but people like the Warriors, for example, have been preaching for years that, you know, it's not that it's all these great players, despite the fact that they did have all these great players. It's fit. They fit together. And, you know, Westbrook, I think, because he, he's definitely not what he used to be, but the thing I think people mistake is that he is just awful at basketball, I don't think Russell Westbrook sucks at basketball. Is he what he was when he won his MVP back in 16? Probably not. No, that was six years ago, believe it or not. It doesn't seem like it, but it was. I still think there are teams that he could actually help. Um, it's hard when he's on a max contract to be interested in a guy like that, but the Lakers is not the home for him. It's just not, and it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, and as far as Anthony Davis... I think LeBron has broken Anthony Davis unintentionally because when AD got to the Lakers, he saw how LeBron does. We all know what LeBron does. LeBron, in the regular season, he kind of coasts. You know, there's certain important games where he'll turn it up, and then, you know, a lot of the other games, he just kind of does what he has to do, and he sits down. And I think Anthony Davis has tried to copy that model where, like, he wants to coast in the regular season, and then it gets to playoffs, and he wants to, like, turn it on. You, there's not many players that can do that, right? I mean, you, you can do that if you're LeBron. You can do that if you're Michael Jordan. And that's pretty much the end of that list, honestly. Like, that's that's two of the only guys you can really look at and say they have that switch to where they can just turn it on. Anthony Davis, as great as he is, because he's a really good player, he's not LeBron and he's not Michael Jordan. So he he's just got to go back to the things he did in New Orleans. But it, I'm afraid... Um, you know, I don't, I don't know about that. He's shown some flashes. He looked really good in the first game at times. Um, and, you know, Stephen A. Smith was talking about today, Anthony Davis is shooting 20% from three and how much of a problem it is for the Lakers. Anthony Davis isn't there to shoot threes. He's there to do pick and rolls, to work in the post, and a lot of it is to play defense because the Lakers' defense sucks too. And, you know, I, you want him to shoot better from three, yeah, but that's not what he's there for anyways. I'm not worried about that. Like, that's, that's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, as far as the Warriors... The Warriors are the Warriors. Not much more to be said. Uh, but the interesting thing is the system they're running, it looks like Andrew Wiggins is going to be their second best player. Now, statistically, you might look at it, and it could be Jordan Poole who's going to be the sixth man, So it's hard, but it's hard to say your second best player comes off the bench because 
it just it just doesn't make sense. And I could see some people saying Draymond because of this uh, non-statistical impact, and he's the anchor of the defense, and he playmakes. And I get it, and I'm a big advocate for what he does for the Warriors because the Warriors don't have as much success without Draymond. I still think they probably got a couple championships, but maybe not as many. Um, But Wiggins, as far as the statistical impact he's going to have, it's looking like he is built to be the next best player. I would imagine playing with Steph and Clay, it's near impossible to not get better shooting the ball, so I expect him to have an improved shooting year. And he's still got this great frame to play defense, which we really got to see in the playoffs last year. And he's a freak athlete. So I think it could be a really interesting year and jump for Andrew Wiggins. The next game is the 76ers and the Celtics. The Celtics win this one 126-117. couple things to note in this one. Uh, I was really impressed with Tatum because, you know, I watched this game. Um, This was the first game, and I I was really excited to watch it. So I was locked in. Um... I felt like Tatum on a lot of possessions just wasn't really getting involved, right? Like he wasn't touching the ball. He wasn't making plays, and it got to the end of the game, and I'm like, man, I'm really disappointed in Jason Tatum, and it flashes up on the screen, and it's like, Jason Tatum has 35. I'm like, huh? That's 35? So I was really impressed with the way they ran their offense because Tatum specifically managed to get 35 points, and it really didn't feel like he touched the ball that much. So I think if you can replicate that, which – I don't know if you can, but if you can, that is great. Uh, Grant Williams has really evolved into a great 3 and D guy. His shot looks great, and of course, you know what he brings. He's like, he, he's a Draymond mole player. Like, that's that's what he's here for. Uh, and I thought the, the way Malcolm Brogdon was played by the Sixers defense was interesting. You know, I, I texted this to my buddy uh, who wasn't watching the game, and I said, hey, if I were to tell you right now someone on the Celtics is being picked up full court, Almost every possession, who would you say it is? Naturally, he said Jason Tatum, which makes a ton of sense, right? It's Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon by the Sixers was being picked up full court almost every possession for his playmaking. Because if you let him get in these pick and rolls and give him these opportunities to create plays for these stars, you're screwed. And he didn't even really shoot it that well from the three. Now, his, his overall efficiency was good, but that is very scary. That is very scary. Um, as far as Philly... Uh, I I was really disappointed. <laughs> I was really disappointed. Because going into the year, I kind of thought Philly would be a fun team to watch. And, you know, I, I've been on record saying that I am a fan of Philly sports. Like, I like that atmosphere that they have up there with the Eagles, with the Sixers. I, I'm a big fan of that. Like, they're probably my third favorite team to go if you were to go down that line um, in the NFL and the NBA, which, you know, NBA is it's going to be – Man, probably be second in the NBA. It'd be Hornets, Sixers, and then you talk about NFL, and it's going to be Chargers, Panthers, Eagles. But um, I hated watching them play. It was terrible. Yeah, I hated it. Most of their offense is one of three things. Harden isos, Embiid isos, or foul baiting. You know, you're, you're just watching them shoot free throws, what feels like the whole game, and then they're not really running a fluid offense. And the only time they run a fluid offense is when they put Tyrese Maxey at point guard and move James back to the shooting guard. And then the offense looks great. I, it really does. The pick and rolls that Tyrese Maxey uses, he Tyrese Maxey, his speed is very underrated. Gets to the basket with ease a lot of the time. And, you know, he can play make. And he can shoot. I think they would be best served if they moved Tyrese to the one and James to the two. I don't know what they have it listed as in the roster because James Harden did play shooting guard for 
a really large part of his career. So he may be still listed as a shooting guard, but make no mistake, as they are running it right now, James Harden is the point guard, and it is horrible to watch. I, you know, as much as like the Spurs suck and Utah is supposed to suck and all these things, I really think I will probably watch less Sixers games than anything else. It was horrible to watch. Next game, Hornets and Spurs. The Hornets shockingly <laughs> beat the Spurs one twenty nine to one hundred two. Um, the Spurs are solid, you know. As far as <laughs> no, they're not. They suck. Uh, Kelton Johnson looked good. His shot looked a lot more fluid. I was impressed with that. They're tanking. It is what it is, you know. Um, Hornets. Um, you know, couple things to note with them. Dennis Smith Jr. looked really good. Gordon Hayward looked really good. That was who impressed me the most. Ubre looks awesome. His defense is very underrated. Um, but the main problems I have in the first game with the Hornets, and it, it carries over into other games too, but one, we need to be taking. <laughs> we don't need to be beating these teams by 27 when LaMelo was out, or when LaMelo was there for that matter. We need Victor Wabanyama. You know, you can say what you want to about tanking, and yeah, it feels good to win games. We have to be in the bottom three worst teams this year. We have to. we got to give ourselves a chance. Secondly, objectively, whether you're a Hornets fan, whether you're whatever, whoever you pull for, you can objectively look at the Hornets and go, yeah, they suck. They're, they're not a good team. Yet we're not playing the guy we took 15 overall in Mark Williams, who had the longest wingspan in the draft. And like I've said, is he as good as Mason Plumley right now, right at this very minute? No, probably not, honestly. As much as I hate to say that, because Mason Plumlee gets on my nerves, like, really bad. But he's probably not as good as Plumlee at the moment. However, he has the potential to be much, much better than Mason Plumlee. But if we sit there and let him rot on the bench, like we do with all these other players we pick, such as Malik Monk, who has now turned into a good player but never really got the opportunity in Charlotte, he's just going to leave. Why would you stay there and rot the bench? It's stupid. We suck. Like, we're, we're not out there playing Plumlee and Nick Richards to try to win games. We need to develop this guy because he has the potential to be great for us. Our hole for the last several years has been the fact that we don't have a center. Well, now we have the opportunity to grow a center homegrown. You know, we drafted this guy, and him and LaMelo could look really nice together. The biggest problem is I won't put him in the game. Next game, Trailblazers Kings. Uh, Damian Lillard's back. Nothing else really needs to be said. Jeremy Grant fits really well. Uh, I was impressed with... Now, obviously, his stat line looks good, but more of the eye test is what impressed me, just how he fit in with that offense. And I was really, it was interesting to see Simons and Dame on the court together. Um, I think Simons fits well because he's he's basically what C.J. McCollum was at the time. Rather to say that he's better or worse is kind of up to your own discretion. I think at this point to say that he's better is a little bit jumping the gun, but he looks like he has the potential to be better. However, I feel like it's been proven time and time again that that double small guard backcourt, it, it doesn't really work. So, like, if you just want to be a fun, competitive, somewhat competitive team, you know, I don't mind this roster. But if you're, you know, looking at the Trailblazers and saying, like, we, we got to win a championship, it's not it's not going to work. It's not going to do it. Uh, Josh Hart fit great. Uh, that was, those four looked awesome together to me. Um as far as the Kings, the Kings were a team I talked about the other day and said, I think they're going to be really fun to watch. Uh, that was very accurate. I did enjoy watching this game. They were in a fast-paced offense with a lot of shooting, which was awesome. They just, it seems like they shoot any 
contested three, open three, and then just they, they do great. Sabonis kind of struggled. You know, I think the first week of the NBA season, if you go around and look at shooting percentages, most players' shooting percentages are worse than what they would normally be. So, you know, I, I don't want to rag on anybody too hard. And that includes Russell Westbrook, by the way, or Anthony Davis, uh, in the first week for saying, man, they can't shoot the ball. Because most people have shooting struggles in the first week because it's the first week. So, like, I, he'll figure it out. It's not a big deal. Um, but speaking of shooting, Fox's shooting looked great. But, again, if, you know, if you're not going to give somebody too much flack for sucking, you can't give somebody too much credit for being good. So, you know, I think we got to wait a little couple more weeks into the year, at least a couple more games, to see if Fox's shooting really has – improved as much as I am currently thinking it has, but that would really, really help them. Uh, next game, we got Mavs-Suns. Suns win 107-105. Uh, Suns might have a little gas, gas left in the tank. I don't know. This game, it was it was really hard for me to decide because it they were getting killed and they made the comeback and obviously they won. I, I don't know. You know, yet to be seen is what I would say for them. Uh, they need some more defense. Um, unfortunately, losing Jay Crowder, you wouldn't think so, but it does hurt. Cam Johnson's shooting in there is really key to their success. He's going to need to – he was 40% last year. You know, he just needs to make sure he's at least 40% again and try to take a step up on the defensive side. I love Cam Johnson. I know that's not really his game, but as far as what the Suns need, it's that. And then Mikhail kind of needs to do the opposite. Mikhail is a great defender, looks awesome when he's in there defending almost anybody. But he, he's got to look to score a little more. They, they need another score because, you know, I, I think it's been proven that the DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, because they don't really look to Chris Ball to score most of the time, but those two and their scoring efforts, um, it ain't going to get it done. It's not going to get it done. Uh, Mavericks, Luka, he, he, he's that guy. Um, and Christian Wood was a great fit for them. Right now, he's looking like the sixth man of the year. He is great. Um, he wasn't my pick. He was on my ballot. He was not my pick, but he looks very good. And, you know, just fix the shoot, shooting woes from that game because they shot very poorly, but again, first week. And just maintain that defensive identity from last year. That was something Jason Kidd said they were really trying to hang their hat on was not their offense but their defense. Um, I think they need to prove that. You know, just show that you're willing to play defense, and that's what your team does. Uh, Nuggets Jazz. This is a game I think a lot of people are going to look too heavily into. Jazz played great. Um, as far as the Nuggets, you know, you just got to get Jamal and MPJ adapted because they look like crap, you know, for lack of a better way to phrase it. But they're going to get it together because most of that is shooting problems and just seem like their timing was off. And then, you know, the Jazz, they have some interesting young pieces. Laurie looked cool. Kessler looked cool. Sexton, you know, I, they have some interesting pieces. I think this could actually be a fun team to watch. Uh Thunder and Timberwolves. Timberwolves win 115-108. The Thunder tanking, but it is nice to see they're letting Shea play. Um, I, you know, the you look at the stat line here and you see Rudy had a big game. I still don't think Rudy can score, man. I don't. Almost all, I think all but one bucket of his was assisted, just kind of dump-offs and him getting dunks and layups. Uh, I, I, I don't believe it yet. You got to prove it to me. Uh, Ant really struggled, but again, first week. I And, you know, next week, it, it, again, is another thing where this might actually be more interesting because if, you know, we still have guys going three for 16, I might be a little more hard on them. But just it's so difficult for me to, in the first week to be like, oh, he sucks, he, you know, he blah, we did this. And it go, like I said, it goes both ways. Uh, Knicks, Grizzlies, 115 Grizzlies, 112 Knicks. Um, definitely R.J. Barrett's team. 
from the way they ran their offense. I'm not saying he played great, but it looks like they're definitely making that transition to letting him know it's his team. Um, and Jaw's that guy. Ja Moran is that guy. Uh, Bulls Heat, DeMar looks awesome. Bulls win that game. Heat, you know, uh, same Heat as last year, it looks like to me. <laughs> I talked about it in the preseason predictions. They, they should have done something. They didn't. It looks like they're going to be really good. You know, I know they lost, but I think they're going to be a good regular season team. They're going to make it to the playoffs. They'll probably win in the first round. And just don't think they can they can win a championship. And that's what they, you know, they want to do. And I don't know if it's going to be able to get done. Uh, Cavs, Raptors. This was an interesting game to me. This was a game that I was personally really excited to watch because, you know, the Raptors just have so many fun pieces. Uh, and Scotty, Fred, Pascal. And the Cavs made the Donovan Mitchell trade. And Donovan Mitchell looked great. Uh, the Raptors, like I said, they're fun. Pascal, they. I think I think a lot of people went into the season based on last year and thought Freddie was going to be their guy as far as scoring. Um, Pascal is that guy. Freddie's your two. And I like to see Scotty looking to score a little more. Despite the fact that he didn't really score anything crazy in this game, I think it was around 14, 15. It just, he looked for his shot a lot more. As opposed to last year, he kind of looked to play make and just, you know, fit into the offense. Now this year, he's realizing that he kind of is a big part of the offense. And it's good to see him make that adjustment just mentally. Pelicans Nets, Pelicans uh, 130 to 108. Uh, They really hang their hat on the defensive side of the ball. CJ is perfect for Brandon and Zion. He is the perfect point guard for them. And I love watching him play point guard instead of shooting guard. Um, and unfortunately for the Nets, what I um, I conclude from this game is one that they need to get to full health because they're missing two of their shooters, which is important. But if that's what we're going to get from the other Nets supporting cast, in order for them to win games, and I'm talking regular season games, I ain't even talking playoffs, they basically need Kyrie and Katie at their best every night, which is unfair to ask of your star players. So. Gonna be potentially a rough season for them. Uh, then we have after that Rockets 107, Hawks 117. Uh, all I really had to say about this game is DeJounte and Trey played well together, um, and it was interesting. And and the Rockets, their young guys are playing well. It's just not a game that I was, like I said, I'm, I wasn't interested in that game. I, I did not want to watch it. Uh, Wizards-Pacers is another one, uh, but Benedict Matherin looked good. It, it was a rough watch. I did not enjoy that, but... It is what it is. <laughs> uh, Magic versus Pistons. Pistons win by four, 113-109. Paolo, 27-9-5, I believe it was. Uh, first rookie to go 25-5-5 since LeBron, so that's a big deal. Um, but overall, really, the Pistons got kind of lucky in this game. They didn't play great, but the Magic are just so young, and the Pistons are too. But I think a little bit of the Pistons veteran leadership got them alive out of this game, and that probably shouldn't have happened. Um, a game that I was super excited for was this Clippers-Lakers game. Like I said, I was over the moon to see John Wall back. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad we got this guy back playing basketball. Um, again, Lakers, just not great, not great. Um, Lonnie Walker looked good, but if you look outside of everyone else – it's just not that. Um, I have I have some concerns about Kawhi because, you know, you bring him back, it's a big deal. He's basically missed two years, didn't play the first quarter, and played 21 minutes in a primetime game. Um, why? He's still not healthy? Sure, like, really? 
he, what? But other than that, uh, you know, shooting was from a lot of players, but the main takeaway for me for this game is that John Wall is, you know, he's probably not what he once was, but he is still a very, very competent, good NBA point guard, and I think that is something we are all happy to see. Buck Sixers, Giannis is that guy. Giannis is really, really hard to stop. Uh, and again, a lot of shooting was in this game from the Bucks, especially from Drew Holiday. But it, again, it's early. And, you know, same thing for Philly. They just didn't shoot the ball well. I mean, you look at the score and you can tell something wasn't right. And that that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> uh, Pelicans, Hornets, takeaway there. Uh, Steve Clifford's a moron. Believe it or not, if you didn't watch this game, the Hornets had every opportunity in the world to win this game, and Steve Clifford's an idiot. Um, Suns, Trailblazers, Damian Lillard, man, he's that guy. Warriors, Nuggets, this is mostly attributed to the fact that the Warriors were not shooting the ball very well until it was too late. Uh, and Jokic continues to prove that he, you know, is is going to make a real case for this MVP. Triple-double, 26, 12, and 10. He's going to make it hard not to vote for him, but I don't think people will still. Jazz beat the Timberwolves. Laurie Markin and Jordan Clarkson showing they have the ultimate green light. Grizzlies, Rockets, uh, John Morant, 49 points, <laughs> 17 of 26 shooting. He is that guy. He is nuts. Uh, and Jalen Green had a good game in 33. That was a very, very fun game to watch if you didn't catch it. Uh, Raptors beat the Nets by four. The Nets, they actually didn't play that well, in my opinion. But, like I said, you know, you need a lot of good things from Kai and KD, and they did provide 57 points together. So I guess, you know, that was enough. And then on the, the end of the Raptors, you just have Pascal really carrying that load offensively as the game statistically looked great. Freddie had a great game. Scotty had a great game. Um, and really, when you look at this game and wonder why it went the way that it did, it's it's bench production. They got nothing from their bench this game. The starters looked great. Even uh, OG Ananobi had a fairly good game. But when your bench provides you with nine points, it's not easy to win that game. It's actually quite difficult. Picks Niston, uh, Nick's Pistons. I'm good. I, I just don't. I don't want to do it. Uh, Celtics hate. Celtics are the Celtics. You know, last year we saw what they were capable of at the end of the year, and they're just starting earlier this year. And we see Tower Hero has definitely kept his six-man role in this game. Hawks magic. Cole Anthony. It looks like Cole Anthony and uh, Bancaro. That's going to be their, their two guys. Um, obviously, Franz Wagner is a big part of that, but I think as far as what you're going to run in pick and rolls and what your offense is really going to be, it's looking like Cole and Paulo. I, I think that's what the deal is. Spurs Pacers, I literally use that as an example of like two teams when they play each other that I do not want to talk about it. But I will say Benedict Matherin. Um, I watched his just his highlights from that game, and he looked good. Bulls Wizards, nothing terribly wrong with either of these teams, but I, I'm not going to lie to you, I didn't watch this game. Uh, I'm looking at the box score right now. It looks like DeMar played well, and it looks like Kuzma played well. You know, take of that what you will, but I'm not going to pretend like I watched any highlights or actually watched that game because I did not at all whatsoever. I just announced on Twitter that this episode would not be coming out because I could not cover the audio. Um, not really sure what I did, but um, I... 
here it is. I, I got the audio. Um, we're just going to move really fast because I want to at least be able to put something out. Uh, Clippers, Kings. Clippers win that by two. No Kawhi, no John Wall, which is concerning. But again, De'Aaron Fox has a great, great game here. Thunder Nuggets, Thunder win. Mavericks, Grizzlies. Mavericks destroy the Grizzlies. Uh, Jaw had a decent game. Luka had 30. Uh, Raptors Heat again. Heat win it this time. Bucks, Rockets, of course, the Bucks win. Cavs, Bulls. We see the Cavs get a huge win. Uh, despite the fact that Zach Levine did come back this game, which is good for them, DeMar struggles and Donovan Mitchell, 32-9-8. Great game. Uh, Celtics Magic, of course, the Celtics win, although it was pretty close. Pistons, Pacers, Pacers win. Benedict has a great game. And Spurs, Philly, and the Spurs actually win that game. Uh, Devin Vassell really stepped up scoring there, I think is what surprised them. And Joel Embiid had a 40-piece, but it just uh, wasn't enough. Hawks, Hornets, Hornets win. A real shocker. Uh, Dennis Smith played great in the absence of Terry Rozier. Kelly Oubre was phenomenal. Um, and Nick Richards was, you know, his stats look good, but it, it, I feel like it's a bit misleading. Trailblazers beat the Lakers by two. We get to see some Dame time. Suns beat the Clippers. The Clippers just cannot beat the Suns. That's all there is to it. Warriors beat the Kings by five. Very entertaining game if you didn't watch it. Again, Fox has a good game. Struggles to shoot it a little bit more. And Steph Curry just re- really came to play, as well as Andrew Wiggins, for that matter. Timberwolves beat the Thunder. Cavs beat the Wizards. And we continue to see this streak here of Donovan Mitchell having really, really good games, 37-5-4. And the Jazz beat the Pelicans by one, which I was shocked by. And Laurie Markkinen had 30 points. Despite the fact that many, many of the Pelicans players played well, you see Zion having 25, but I think what kills him is Brandon Ingram had 10 and only attempted five shots, which I it's due to injury, but it, it hurts, you know. Uh, that's no pun intended. That wasn't intended to be a pun, although it did turn out to be one. Uh, Pelicans, or sorry, I don't know why I said Pelicans. Uh, Trailblazers remain undefeated. Uh, we see Anthony Simons have a huge third quarter and Damian Lillard have a really good game. Uh, Grizzlies beat the Nets. Uh, we get to see four players really go off. Kyrie and KD, both with 37. Desmond Bain and John Morant, both with 38. Rockets beat the Jazz. You know, nobody really cares. Spurs beat the Timberwolves. I, you know, Rudy's supposed to get you regular season wins. Those are games you really need to win. Bulls beat the Celtics. Bit surprising, but, you know, DeMar, Io DeSumo, Zach, Vooch, all had a good game, and they, you know, outside of Jalen and Jason, the Celtics just didn't get a ton of help this game. Brogdon had twelve, and that's that's about as much as they got from anybody. Uh, Heat Raptors again. Raptors win this time. Raptors are just a, such a fun team to watch. It's you know, you look at their scoring breakdown: Freddie twenty four, Pascal twenty three, Gary Trent eighteen, and Precious Chua had ten and twenty two rebounds, which is crazy. Uh, Magic lose to the Knicks, which really, really sucks. Uh, you know, I just I kind of root for the Magic since they got my guy Cole Anthony, but unfortunately, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, RJ all decided to have big games. And then the last game, Philly gets their first win against the Pacers. Pacers, you know, we see Tyrese have a good game. Buddy has a good game. Benedict Mathen has a solid game. Um, and James Harden came to play here, 29 points, 50% from three, and Joel Embiid pretty much always comes to play. Uh, so really, really brief on the back half of those games, just due to technology issues. I hope and pray that even just this four- or five-minute recording here will save so I can get something out. Um, 
like I said, keep in mind, this is more of a rough draft for what this series kind of is. Next week, everything is going to be much more refined, smooth, and play well just through the episode as opposed to this, which, you know, the first half was really drawn out. The second half is sped up like absolutely crazy. Um, so keep in mind, it's not always going to be like this, but this is the general concept. So if you have any recommendations, things I should change, things I should do, things I should add, things I should take away, let me know. Thank you, guys.